Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Zen and Fit podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to achieve successful and sustainable fat loss results, okay? And that's something I'm pretty sure that most people listening to this podcast will be fairly interested to know a little bit about. So I'm just going to go over my kind of experiences I've been through in the past in terms of myself losing body fat and being to be able to sustainably keep that kind of lean physique for the foreseeable future and for the last few years as well. So let's have a little look. I'm just going to break it down into a couple of different uh, different categories as we go through this. And hopefully those kind of bite-sized chunks will help you to digest it all a little bit easier. And we can actually make some good progress in regard to this. So the first thing I'm going to be talking about is goal setting. Now, when we talk about goal setting, some people think, right, a weight goal. I want to get to 10 stone or I want to get into a pair of size 6 jeans or... I want to look good on holiday for a photograph with my friends or with my husband or with my girlfriend or wife, whatever. You know, that's what people think of when they think of goals. However, while having those kind of goals is fine, it's absolutely fine. If you want a aesthetic goal, if you want to improve your physique, that is completely normal. And don't let anybody tell you that that isn't normal. It's a normal thing to want to look and be at your best, okay? And look and feel at your best. That is completely normal. However, it's also beneficial to have other goals as well. So, goals in terms of performance goals. This could be if you want to run a half marathon or a 10K and you want to improve on those times. It could be a strength-based goal, something like improving your bench press or it could be improving your squat or deadlift. Goals like that as well as having an aesthetic goal is very, very important because one, when the aesthetic goal stagnates a little bit, which it will, so say you're looking to get into a pair of size 10 trousers, okay, size 10 dress, I don't know and you're kind of stuck on uh, size 12 and you can't shift down to that size 10. When that happens, okay, and it will happen because when we go with weight fluctuations, when we go with body fat loss fluctuations, this is going to go up and down, isn't it? You're not going to always have linear progress. It's not always going to go in the right direction. So when your progress stagnates in terms of your aesthetic physique goals, then it's important to look at performance-based goals or strength-based goals or goals that aren't just focused on that body, okay, on your body improving. So that's always a good way to look at it because that way you're going to always be continually motivated. You're always going to have some form of inspiration and you're not going to feel too down if one goal that you're aiming for isn't quite going to plan. Hopefully that makes sense. It's just about having a few different goals, a few kind of more open mindset towards your goal setting and target setting, okay? So that's the first thing. Next up, we're going to talk about calories. Now, Obviously, calories are very important in terms of body fat loss results and progress. And the amount of calories that you expend needs to exceed the amount of calories that you consume. Okay, the amount of calories going into your body needs to be less than the amount of calories you're uh, expending out of your body. So we need to be in what's called a calorie deficit. And I'm sure most of you guys listening to this podcast kind of know what a calorie deficit is. But without a calorie deficit, you will not lose body fat. That's just the laws of thermodynamics. So you need to be in a calorie deficit. Now, we can go about this in a few different ways. And tracking calories is very, very good for obviously being in a calorie deficit because it gives you the data and it gives you the statistics that you need to know in terms of where you are, what, how, how much you need to eat less of, what foods you need to eat less of to get into that calorie deficit to lose body fat. And we need to do this in a sensible way. We don't want to be dropping your calories by 800, 900 per day because that's just going to be a bloody unsustainable way of doing it. You're never, never going to get sustainable, successful fat loss doing that. So we need to look at a more 
yes, it's probably a more boring approach and it's probably a, it's going to take longer. It's going to be a more long-term approach, but it's going to be something you can stick to. And that's exactly what we need, isn't it? It isn't just a case of dieting for a month, getting to a certain body weight, going on holiday, coming back off holiday, and then the weight going back on your body fat level going back up when you get back. It's about getting a lifestyle where you can you can enjoy your food, you can be active, you can continually get great results and you can feel happy about it and not starve yourself and not be grumpy and not hate exercise and not hate food. So that's what we're looking for. So a sensible calorie deficit each day of 200, maybe 250 calories from your maintenance calories is gonna be a great way in order to create a sustainable calorie deficit, which is, possibly in terms of fat loss the most important thing now i'm not saying everyone needs to count calories because it doesn't work for some people that's fine but then what we need to look at is the more nutritional aspect of things so you need to be looking at the nutrition of your food in terms of how much protein you're getting how much fiber you're getting are you getting enough carbohydrates are you getting an adequate amount of fats into your diet then we need to look at it from that perspective. So there's still an element of knowing what's going into your body. We should never just throw stuff into our body and hope that it sticks and we get fat loss results from that. We need to have some form of structure and some form of data to go with it. So if you're not tracking calories, I want you to be more aware of the quality of foods going into your, into your mouth. So we want to be looking at lots of vegetables, lots of micronutrients, lots of vitamins, minerals going into your body. I want you to look at how much protein you're getting. So this could be in terms of, this could be from soya products. If you're vegan, vegetarian, it could be from lean meats. It could be from eggs. It could be from fish. It could be from nuts. It could be from quinoa. You know, all these kind of different options. There is a plethora of options out there to get high protein um, a good amount of protein into your diet. So we need to be looking at more detail in terms of the nutritional aspect of the food rather than just the calorie content. Because technically you could eat five donuts a day and be in a calorie deficit and lose body fat. You wouldn't be healthy. So that's not something I would recommend in the slightest. But technically in terms of energy balance, you could do that. So the best way to look at it is to track your calories, be in that calorie deficit, but with the most nutritional nutritious foods you can possibly have. And that's really gonna help you feel energetic. It's gonna help you with your sleep patterns, which I'll come to later. It's gonna help you with body fat loss. It's gonna help you just be a lot healthier in general. So that's something we need to look at. And if you are someone who has had an eating disorder in the past, counting calories probably isn't the best way to go for you. So what I would suggest then is just look at getting loads and loads of vegetables into your diet, loads of lean meats, try and limit the amount of processed foods that you eat and just enjoy food that way and learn to enjoy food that way. You can make healthy food taste great, guys. There are so many different ways to do this now. There is no excuse not to do that, okay? So that's calories briefly. Now, we're gonna move on to actual exercise. Now, exercise in terms of planned exercise. So this is things when you go to the gym. It could be a planned run. It could be a planned cycle. It could be a planned swim with your friends. It could be anything along those lines. Now, it's always good and beneficial to get a couple of these in per week, at least two three, four would be fantastic, okay? So four planned exercise movements or workouts in per week. And this is really gonna help you to, again, become healthier, become fitter, but it's gonna help your joints and your, um, your tendons, your ligaments, everything becomes stronger. As you get older, you'll be thankful for doing this, okay? Trust me. So that's something we need to incorporate into our week. At least two, I would ideally want four, five at a push, but we need to have rest as well, which we're gonna to come to in a second. So exercise and activity for a kind of sustainable way of doing this. Don't want to absolutely batter yourself every time you train with an exercise workout, with a workout, but you want to be pushing yourself so you're creating enough stress on the body, enough stimulus on the body in order to help it kind of grow and repair 
and become better, okay? And become stronger and become fitter, become faster, become leaner, whatever, you know? So we need to be pushing yourself, but I don't want you to batter yourself for two hours in the gym, five times a week, because you're just gonna become exhausted, you're gonna be overtraining, and then you're gonna lose motivation, lose focus. And that's not what we need. That's not the sustainable side of things we're looking for. So let's take it with a sensible, everything I'm talking about here, it's just kind of a little bit, a little bit of common sense, you know, it's just taking a deep breath, look at things from an outside perspective, and let's not put too much pressure on yourself, okay? So exercise wise, push yourself, but don't push yourself so you're so exhausted, you can't do anything else, okay? Then that takes me on to activity. And this is basically in a form of things like steps, tracking, well, not tracking your steps, but getting as many steps in as you can. Um, it's called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, okay? And this is um, activity that we do that isn't planned. So I'm sat here now, I'm talking my arms. I move my arms when I talk a lot. And my arms are moving everywhere. That's actually NEAT. I'm burning calories by doing that. You even burn calories when you blink for crying out loud, okay? So that's NEAT. It's non-planned exercise and non-planned activity, sorry. So we want to be getting as much of this in in the day as possible, again, to create a sustainable and yet successful body fat loss transformation. So things like taking the stairs instead of taking the escalator or taking the lift or even walking up an escalator if there is only an escalator in the, super, in the shopping center, you know? It's things like um, walking to the shops instead of taking the car. It's things like getting up to go and get your friends or your work colleagues a cup of coffee and getting those steps in there. It's just about being more active. And you don't have to track this. You don't need to hit that magical air quotes, magical 10,000 steps a day, but I just want you to get more steps in, okay? And be more active and increase it that way because you would be surprised how many calories you will burn and that will help with that calorie deficit I was talking about previously. So you will be very, very surprised as how many calories you'll burn doing exercise that you don't even think about, you don't even know about, okay? So just make a conscious decision to be a bit more active in the day, walk to the shops, etc., and you will notice a massive difference. Those extra steps that you're doing, um, walking to the shops, for example, you do that three times a week over the course of a year, and that's gonna compound into a lot of calories burned. So think about it that way in the long-term scheme of things, okay? So activity, very, very important. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis, very, very important indeed. Now we're gonna be looking at sleep and rest. Now, sleep is something that is generally overlooked. I overlooked this for years, and I'm feeling the, ben um, sorry, I'm feeling the negative effects of not getting enough sleep um, at the moment, to be honest, I'm coming at up to 34 years of age, and it really does affect me if I don't get enough sleep. So it's something I'm definitely trying to work on. Just like you guys are probably trying to work on fat loss results at the moment, I'm trying to improve my sleep patterns, okay, and getting better sleep, because without enough sleep, your hormones will be all over the place, and it becomes very easy to overeat. You can really crave sugary foods to help keep you, your body will be craving sugary foods to get energy, short-term energy fix because you're very lethargic, you're not getting enough rest at night. So ways to improve this will be things like, I'll tell you what, the biggest one would be getting off your phone at least half an hour before bed because the blue light from your phone is just gonna stimulate your eyes, gonna stimulate your mind, and it's not gonna help you relax and recover properly um, to get a restful night's sleep. So that's a big one there. And in terms of rest, rest days from the gym, rest days from planned exercise, you're gonna need at least two, maybe three of these per week because we need to let the body recover. After you push the body, like I said, we need to push ourselves to a certain level when we're training, when we're in, in the gym. When you've done that, your body needs to recover and your muscles need to repair and they need rest to repair. They need to be doing a minimal amount of strenuous work to repair. So when they're repairing, they're gonna repair stronger, they're gonna repair fitter, they're gonna repair well, you're going to build a lot more lean muscle tissue by letting those muscles repair. If you continually um, t 
tear the muscle fibers in that muscle every single day, you're training seven days a week continuously, those muscles are never gonna get a chance to repair and actually build some lean definition. So we need to have, get, let those muscles repair, recover, so we can train effectively, we can train stronger, we can train harder, we can feel fitter, our endurance will improve, and that's gonna help, again, motivate you if you're seeing progress in your fitness levels and your strength levels, and you're seeing progress of definition on your body. It's gonna motivate you, so we need to have that rest, very, very important, so two to three, Rest days a week is imperative, okay guys? Absolutely imperative. Top that up with a decent amount of sleep so you wanna be looking at seven to eight hours if possible. I know it's not always achievable if you've got young kids or you've got a baby or whatever, but try to get seven to eight hours per night and that's gonna be adequate amount of sleep, okay? And this is all leading into the kind of the balance of life, the balance of getting a good active healthy lifestyle and having a social life because we need to have a social life as well. There's no point just being on it in terms of fitness and nutrition and then not being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, okay? So we need to be having a social life as well because I, I think that's a very, very healthy way of going about things. So why don't we look at really working on that balance? And it's something I've spent many a year trying to do, working on that balance of being active, doing my workouts, eating as well as I can, still going out with my friends and family, enjoying myself, having a laugh, and it's, honestly guys, it's not easy. It is not easy at all, but if you can grasp that, you, there will be no stopping you, okay? So I really want us to focus on trying to enjoy both aspects of it. Enjoy your fitness, enjoy your training, but also enjoy going out so without stressing about your food, without stressing about alcohol, without stressing about losing your your progress because you're not gonna lose your progress. If you, if you train and eat well 80% of the time and then you go out for a weekend, uh, twice a month or once a month, that is not gonna ruin your progress, okay? Not at all, you, you need to have that. It's a good mental break from the actual training, physically training and watching your food. So you need to have that break. And what's gonna happen is that you're gonna come back on the, the Monday after and you're gonna be motivated again. Or if you're not motivated then, your motivation will come back because, you, because you'll be like, right, I need to get start feeling good again. Because you know when we have a hangover, we feel terrible, then once you get back into the swing of things in terms of your exercise nutrition, you will start to feel better. And that will just become a habit, okay? It will become a habit. For me now, it's definitely a habit. When I go out and I get hungover or whatever, the next day I will probably go and do some form of activity just to get back on the wagon, okay? And once I've done that, whether or not physiologically it's helping me too much, it won't be really, but mentally it helps me massively. So that's something I would definitely recommend. So finding that balance is Again, something that's not easy. It's kind of the holy grail, but it's achievable. You just need to keep working at it. Don't stress. If you go out, enjoy it, and just realize, you know what, for the long-term goal, that's not done me any damage. You know what, it's actually done my personal relationships a big favor, and I'm gonna get that well-rounded social balance. Let's look at it from that perspective, okay? And the last one is just about finding healthier solutions. So we can still have takeaways. We can still eat chocolate, of course we can. In moderation, if you want to lose body fat effectively, yes, that needs to be the case, but we can still do it and lose body fat. Now, you can go out and have an Indian from your takeaway every now and again, absolutely fine. But if you want to have it more often, let's have let's have a look for some more healthy solutions. So you can make your own kind of fakeaways, they're called, aren't they? You can make healthier alternatives and finding healthier solutions to your food is again gonna be crucial for sustainable and successful fat loss. So for example, instead of using peanut butter, I will use powdered peanut butter, which is, I think it's a fifth of the calories, you know, it's a massive drop in calories. Instead of drinking full fat Coke, I'll drink Coke Zero, again, dropping the calories. Instead of having a 
um, a Chinese takeaway, I'll make a Chinese and I'll make it taste really, really good and it's a hell of a lot less calories. So little things like that will make a massive difference again, okay? So just finding healthier solutions is gonna be huge for success, successful and sustainable fat loss. Anyway, guys, I have waffled on enough today. That is a few kind of tips on successful and sustainable fat loss results. If you've got any questions about this at all, just let me know, okay? Please, I'm here to answer anyone's questions. But guys, have a great day and I will see you all very soon.